the inevitable death of life. This is the subject that I want to speak to you right now. Now, many of us like to think about our health and the beauty on a daily basis, but we do not like to think about our death. When we think about this subject of death, we don't like to accept it. Instead, we want to deny the reality of death. We don't like to view death as the last enemy that the Bible says death is. And instead, our modern culture wants to view death as, a, as an enemy to be defeated now through gyms, spas, facelifts, healthy foods, and through other body-enhancing pastimes and procedures. But brothers and sisters, I want you to know that death is inevitable. Death in reality is inevitable. Our impending death is something that you and I ought to be thinking about on a daily basis because death is a reality of life that we cannot avoid or postpone when our time for death has come. God actually wants us to think more about our death and he wants us to think more about our impending death more, much more than we think about the enjoyment of life. This fact is made very clear in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 2 where the Bible tells us that it is better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting. For death is the destiny of everyone. The living should take it to heart. Are you aware that each passing day draws you closer to your grave? My friend, you are closer to your grave today than you were yesterday. And for this reason, the act of removing your clothing each day as you go to sleep in your beds should always serve as a reminder to us that one of these days we will put off the body in a similar way and we will sleep the sleep of death. Oh friend, I want to remind you the words about death that I read from the African Bible commentary. In this commentary it is said that death is a reality of life. It is no respecter of persons. Death takes the king and will not spare the beggar. Death will ignore and break through every barrier in order to visit the rich in his mansion and it will even stalk the poor man on the streets. Death will outwit the best professor and not argue with the fool. It will snatch away the medical doctor and bewitch the medicine man. Death flies with you in an aeroplane. It rides with you in a taxi. It swims with you in a pool. It sails with you in the sea. It walks with the pedestrian and it drives with the motorist. Death will snap out the life of a 120-year-old and will not even spare a newborn baby. Death cannot be avoided or evaded. Now, the book of Genesis focuses so much on the inevitable death of people. It begins gloriously with the hope of creation, but after the fall of man in Genesis 3, the book is from that point on filled with death throughout its pages. In Genesis chapter 5, for example, 
we are told that Adam lived 930 years and then he died. Seth lived 912 years and he died. Enosh lived 905 years and then he died. Canaan lived 910 years and then he died. The chapter continues on. It continues that way through the death of Mahalalil, Jared, Methuselah, Lamech, and Noah all died. But in addition to this, the book of Genesis, which begins with a hope, with a hope. But in addition to this, but in addition to this, the book of Genesis, which begins gloriously with hope, is not only scattered with death on its pages but it also ends with death. It doesn't even end with the lavish honors of Joseph that we see at the closing chapters of the book of Genesis, but instead it ends with a coffin in Egypt. It ends by telling us in the very last verse of the book of Genesis, chapter 50, verse 26, that Joseph died at the age of 110 and after they embalmed him, he was placed in a coffin in Egypt. So when we look at Joseph's coffin in the closing verse of the book of Genesis, we ought to be reminded of our own pending death. It is true that sometimes we may consider ourselves great as Joseph was. We may be greatly loved by our families just like Joseph was. People may even depend on us for their jobs, their care, their comfort, just like it was in the case of Joseph. But all the love or dependence in the world will not give one minute of life when our turn comes to die. I don't know you for your case, my brother. I don't know your situation, my sister. Probably you are like Joseph, with the world at your feet. Probably you are like Joseph, with the world at your feet and looking to you for wisdom or praising you for your achievements, just like it was in the case of Joseph. But just like Joseph, you too must die. Fame, wealth, achievements, and the love of people. Fame, wealth, achievements, and the love people have for you cannot save you from death. No security measure will secure you from death. You will never bribe the grave. You too, like Joseph, must die. Joseph was coughing in Egypt. And the death that we see every day in our newspapers and in our televisions should remind us of the truth that God declared in the beginning that sin leads to death. You may find sin attractive, pleasing to your eyes. You may find it good and desirable. But my brother and my sister, my friend, the fact still remains that the wages of sin is death, as stated clearly in Romans chapter 6, verse 23. God, God says so that the wages of sin is death and sin will always lead to death. Everyone must die, yes, but how will you die? 
when the celebrated English essayist and poet Joseph Addison was dying, he sent for his son-in-law, the Earl of Warwick, that he might see how a Christian could die. And indeed, the death of a Christian is one of the major points that are illustrated by Joseph's coffin in Egypt. That coffin in Egypt, that coffin contained the remains of a believing man. Speaking of the death of a believer, James Montgomery Boyce said that Eve had doubted God and her disobedience brought death on the race, including the death of Joseph. For as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin, so death passed upon all men for all have sinned. So Eve had doubted God and through her disobedience brought death on the whole human race, including the death of Joseph. But Eve did not die in any belief. She came to believe God again. And Joseph also, like Eve, believed God and testified to that belief as he died, as we see in the book of Genesis. So death is inevitable. And the question before you is not whether you will die or not, but how will you die? Will you die as a Christian? Will you die as a believer in Christ, destined for everlasting bliss in heaven, or as a condemned and a believer destined for the eternal torments of hell? There is no way we can be ready for death except through Christ. Are you like Joseph looking to Christ, our Savior and our Lord, who has destroyed death, triumphed over the grave, and crushed Satan's head? May God teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom.